I know that a lot of the stuff that I have accomplished, yes, I've accomplished it, but it's not a said deal and done. No, it lays the foundation for not only new students that are coming in to have a better experience, but they can take that and do the same thing that I and other people are doing, which is to educate and inform and empower people to make change. That's how you really get momentum started. And no matter how many people graduate, because, you know, let's be real, you know, the strategy is to outweigh people, you know, especially if you're in a system. You know, all you can do is continue to ensure that people are educated, informed, and empowered to carry on what it is that you brought forward. And what does it have to do with villainization, you may ask? Again, it comes with the gig. It comes with the job. And sometimes, you know, it, it really will get under your skin. Because it's just like, why would they try to, to turn you into some monster when you know you did nothing? Uh, I mean, again, you have to stay focused. You have to continue to pray. You have to continue to meditate if that's what you feel best. But you need to make sure that you take time for yourself to process and forgive, but also pray for them. Because when I mean forgiveness, I don't necessarily mean like, you know, pretend like nothing happened. I'm not trying to say that. But keep your eye on the ball. Because, again, you'll still have to work with those very same people, regardless of where they're involved in, whether it's in a school, whether it's in your public office, whether it's in, in anywhere that you go, you still got to work with them. But all you can do is pray or meditate. Do what you got to do. You know, and honestly, you know, it really ties into the fatigue. It really does. And I know we talked about it in previous episodes, but it's like, when can somebody get a break? Like, when can one person get a break when it comes to just breathing, especially with everything going on? And, you know, one public service announcement, always prioritize your mental health. That's first and foremost. I'm going to say it again, that's first and foremost, and I'm not trying to be a hypocrite because I know that I struggle with that a lot, but you really need to take time for yourself. Like, for me, for example, like, today, like, after a long day of meetings, a long day of getting signatures, a long day of classwork, putting in that grind for the last semester, you know, one of my uh, coworkers in another entity uh, invited me to an art show that, uh, you know, they were doing, and... One, I wanted to go support, but then two, you know, I really do like art, especially art when it pertains to what's going on in the world today. And, you know, the art that uh, they did was really, really empowering for me because, again, it's not the art where, you know, we, 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 we turn a naked eye. No, 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 no. It's art that's integrating what's going on in our world, and based on that, it's challenging the mind. And based on challenging the mind, how can we take these interpretations, and make a better society for everybody, especially on an intersectional basis. You know, I feel like lately, especially amongst people that look like me, I've really been also burning myself out to correct them, especially on an intersectionality, because we tend to forget, especially, and this is no disrespect to the older generation, but we tend to forget, again, we have shifted where we're putting great emphasis on intersectionality. Yes, it's about race. But what about, what about race and gender? What about race, gender, and sexual orientation? What about race, gender, sexual orientation, and disability? Class. What about those elements? Because, again, we, we don't pick and choose as advocates when we advocate for things. No, you can't do that because if you do that, you are basically contradicting 
everything that you stand for when you're amplifying the voices of those around you, even if you don't feel comfortable. Again, feeling uncomfortable is okay because that opens the door for you to learn something and to better empower other people to, again, be allies and to amplify the voices of those around you because it's not going to be an easy road. It really is not going to be, you know, and I myself am not perfect. I am myself and still working on myself to be a better advocate and to be a better ally for people alongside me because, again, you can't pick and choose because these are the very people that you go to school with. These are the very people that you socialize with. These are the very people that you work with. These are the very people that you are side by side with. So, you know, again, we need to ask ourselves, what is it going to take for us to continue to show up and continue to show out? And yes, with the villainization, yes, it's tiring, but know this, know this, know this. It is a lonely road, but you can continue to prevail. And as my mentor says, this too shall pass. You know, I, I really believe heavy in that, you know. It, you know, and by the way, y'all, I'm driving while I'm doing this podcast. By the way, my no hands are on the steering wheel with the phone. This is actually plugged into my car, so this is actually a lot more cooler because I'm literally talking while I am driving. And I don't know why, but I focus better when I talk and drive. It sounds weird, but PSA: don't text and drive. Don't 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 uh, operate a cellular device and drive with it in your hand. Use your automated uh, hand not handheld, but um your um your driving machines in your cars. That's exactly what I have. Thank you, Ford. And before y'all mock me, Ford has gotten me through. Yes, I've had to call AAA for certain things, but hey, I love my Ford. I don't have any wood to knock on wood, but you know. Again, we, 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 we really need to focus in on why villainization happens. And, again, I don't want to give too much away because, again, that's most likely going to be an episode of villainization, especially when it pertains to black excellence. But if I can give a little sneak peek, a little taste, I mean, ultimately, you know, the black excellence that you exhibit, the black excellence that you take through your actions, there's always going to be people that are threatened by that. And whether it's through white fragility, whether it's through elements of privilege, you know, people tend to take those elements and try to rationalize every stake possible to try to make it seem as though they are not in the wrong. They are not the ones that need to learn. And so what they'll do frequently is they will, they will put themselves in a position where they will rationalize, again, what's being brought up. So, for example, when we talk about our public offices. I won't go into details about whether it's it's local, state, federal, your college institutions. It honestly, it, it's a, it, it ranges. But when we talk about how there's a lack of representation in politics, not just necessarily within showface, but within activism, within politics, within the written public policy, and we don't see that, and we feel as though we do not matter, especially as a black diaspora. There are a lot of political figures, both local, state, federal, whether it's student councils in high school, whether it's student government in, in college, it, the list goes on and on. People will try to rationalize why people feel the way that they do. I mean, it's natural. But what I still can't seem to understand is why it's rationalized in a sense where, oh, well, it must just because, they're, you know, they're trying to start fights. They're, they're trying to do X, Y, and Z. For example, in Georgia, that's a great example. When you talk about the right to vote, there's so many people that are taken to the streets to say and make it clear that we have to have protection of our voting rights. Because, yes, 
Voting rights is the fragment of our democracy, but when you look at the systems that are set in place that continue to constrain and to prevent people from exercising their full abilities to vote as engaged and dutiful citizens, because, again, that doesn't even factor in the education. That doesn't factor in your ability to research on how to make a, 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 the engaged decision to vote on somebody. It doesn't factor in all these elements that, again, make up an engaged and dutiful citizen. You know, your first instinct is, again, to suppress. Because, again, that potential leads to, 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 to much more. And what a lot of these political candidates will do is they'll try to rationalize why they oppose or they will not bring up certain issues. So a lot of, a lot of legislatures, a lot of legislatures and a lot of uh, legislators that are resenting the whole notion of voting rights, or at least the bills that are on the floor of, like, Congress, for example, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, you know, bills like that, they take it in the context of, oh, well, you know, it opens the door for possible, um, you know, um, voter uh, voter fraud and all these other elements. And it's just like, how? I mean, you've seen it play out within, within COVID, and there was rarely any tampering with voting elections. And if there were, it usually skewed towards, you know, a lot of the people that kept saying, oh, the elections were fake. Well, we won't go there. Of course, we won't go there. But... Again, it's the rationalization to why things are. Oh, so you know, um, you know, we have we have uh, this amount of ballots. So you know, it's probably due to the fact because we know that people aren't voting out here. So it's probably election fraud. Oh, we already knew it. Dang it, those 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 socialist liberals, those Marxists, those social, those communists. Yeah. And quite frankly, you know, again, I, I'd hope to believe that they're educated as as political figures. But at the same token, you know, if they're throwing out terms and they don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like they they don't know what they're talking about. How are they getting in the office? And that's a great question, you know. Because again, voter suppression. How are these people getting? You know, I just found out, and I know this is bad of me. I'm a political science major and with international studies major. It's bad of me to say this, but I didn't know that Joe Manchin got reelected to a, to another uh, another term in the Senate. And I'm looking at this man, and keep in mind, this man, yes, he's a Democrat, but this dude is from West Virginia, and I'm not saying it has anything to do with anything, but Again, a lot of his policies don't make sense because, again, you would think it's shooting the foot of a lot of West Virginians, but at the same token, he's shooting back bills that are supposed to build the nation back. I'm not trying to not trying to reference you know Joe Biden's little, little little slogan for build back better, but moreover, again, it's the rationalization, and it's disturbing because this is supposed to be a representative democracy, but at the same time, I don't really. I'm not surprised because, again, when you talk about villainization, you talk about public office, you talk about all those elements combined, usually, again, people tend to uh, villainize other governments. I'm not saying they're good or bad, but then they say the United States is the pillar of shining light, which, again, that's the reputation that we built. But, again, let's be real. A democracy is not necessarily in the connotation of good or bad. No, it is a process based on the villainization of processes when you say those things because – if you really think about it, democracy is the framework and really the fabric that really brought in slavery if you really want to get technical, which, again, of course we would note as a great evil. But, again, you know, I also think, again, when you look at evil, the term evil, we really need to look at how evil is constructed because I personally think evil is on the notion of systemic, what's embedded systemically, systemically, excuse me. You know, yes, culturally, of course, but systemically. Voter suppression is systemic. You put that within the system, 
you ingrain it, you drain people of their ability to, to be informed and to be engaged in these matters, and so they don't know what's going on. I mean, let's, let's be real. I mean, like, you know, when you look at laws, laws, you know, of course, laws should be based on our moral right the way that it's supposed to be. Of course, we shouldn't kill. Of course, we shouldn't rob. Of course, we shouldn't do other things. But, like, again, when you when you look at laws, especially when you look at laws that are like, you know, with all these laws that are popping in with, with voting, again, I, I want to be specific with voting and the villainization of certain groups, especially black people, the villainization of black people, you know, their argument you know, it's a it's against the law to give water in some southern states. I believe Florida's one of those states. When you're at the poll. Again, that's the law. But morally, how does that make any sense? So you're saying somebody should pass out before getting some water? I mean I mean let, 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 let's think about this. And I mean I don't mean to compare apples and oranges when it comes to, you know, um political political engagement and the villainization because honestly they go hand in hand, especially when you talk about suppression and you talk about systemic oppression. But, oh, suppression and oppression. Ooh. 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 I'm sorry, I got excited. But, um, you know, ultimately, again, we as people need to really look at how villainization is playing into these systemic processes that, again, limit us from our ability to make change. And it seeps in culturally because then you have people that, again, that are not plugged in, that are not engaged, and they really buy into these things. And then, of course, when you try to explain it to them from an analytical standpoint, they automatically shut down because the depiction that's given to them is in a scary and villainous way. Oh, it's all the, the, the BLM movement. It's the BLM movement that's trying to change X, Y, Z. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from people on this shore. And I'm not trying to take shots at the shore, but it's on the shore. <laughs> but, you know, again, people don't process these things until they're put into that situation or until they realize that they got put in that situation. So I guess the question turns into, what are we going to do to break this normative of villainization, but then also, based on that, allow people to, again, utilize what they're learning and how they're informed to really process the villainization of systems. And not to say that, you know, oh, down to the system, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm only approaching it from an analytical perspective. Nowhere near am I perfect. Nowhere near am I the one with all the golden answers. But what I do know, and what I do know, and I'll put money on, we are shooting ourselves in the foot as a nation. I mean, the fabric of our democracy is built on the is, is is woven in based on the oppression of people. The question is, what are we going to do to ensure that it's conscious, and what are we going to do to ensure that it's actually upholding is upholding the values that we believe that it is? Because again, it's not to be a one answer thing. It's supposed to be multiple. Because you know, again. Although this country has, I felt like this country has robbed me of so much, my mentals, my physicals, my emotionals, my spirituals, I still love this nation. Don't get me wrong, but that's why I love this nation, because I want to see it change. I want to be a part of that change. But that requires us to knock down some structures that, again, are hindering our ability to really reflect a equitable, accessible, and, and equal society. Because, again, let's not confuse equality and equity. Let's not be confusing. Let's not confuse these things, too. But, you know, it just, it just it, it makes me very upset when people are trying to make these changes within these communities, within our communities, not these, our communities, and they're villainized, whether it's at school. And, I'll, you know, being at, at the institution that I'm in, again, I'm glad that I got involved at this school. Because I feel like I really got exposed to the real world in a sense where, 
I can pull what I've learned from my studies, and I can apply that to bringing action to the table, and I can apply that to how we get to that action. And again, it's not to say that it's one solution, there's multiple solutions on how to get there. But again, that requires again, an element of exposure. Uh, you know, because it, it, you know, I'm going to be real with y'all. I've been villainized, especially this semester. I've almost had to pop off on some people, you know, with these crazy, crazy accusations. But, again, when they go low, you go high. Because what happens is, one, you reap what you sow. I've learned that so much. But then also on top of that, the truth will always come out. And when the truth does come out, it usually reflects badly on the people that are spreading that stuff and the people that, again, are trying to bring you down. But again, you know, that that it takes it it, it it really is taxing on your physicals and your mentals. It really is. It really, really is. It it's hard to not break down. It really is. But if y'all remember anything from this episode, you need to continue to persevere. You need to continue to be around the people that are gonna pick you back up. And for the people that, you know, are, are supportive, I definitely love y'all for supporting your 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 advocates supporting the people in your community. But please continue to remind people to pick pick each other up because we all fall down. You know, we always do. It's hard to go through these things. It's hard to really push through and feel like you've gone so far with so little ground. And it's going to be like that. You're going to win some battles. You're going to lose some battles. Some battles are going to be stalemate, especially in the battle to ensure that we're amplifying the voices of those around. We're fighting the good fight, as my one of my colleagues, my predecessors have said and continues to say. But we, we 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 need we need to pick each other back up, especially going through these things. Cause y'all, I'm tired. I'm gonna be real with y'all. I'm tired. I'm beat down. But I'm gonna have every breath in my body. It's gonna take every breath in my body to knock me down, in order to continue to fight that good fight. And I'm sure that the people on on whether it's on this campus whether it's in our communities, whether it's in our public school systems, because I'm watching what's going on in MoCo, and there's been a lot of strong student advocacy, and I'm proud of y'all. I know a lot of y'all listening, and I'm absolutely proud of y'all. You know, continue to prevail. Continue to push forward. It's not going to be easy, especially when people are villainizing you, but you got to do what you got to do to persevere. Now, y'all, y'all, it's only week five. Going into week six, I'm ready to get my diploma. With my degrees. Yes, I'm ready for these. I'm ready. Double. Plus a minor. Holla at me. I'm sorry, I got too excited. But, again, there's so much going on. You got to continue to keep your head up high. Excuse me, I'm stuttering. I'm sorry. And, you know, always remember, and, and I, I'm going to quote a Medea movie, so you know I'm, I've either lost my mind, it's this, this heat in this car, or I haven't eaten all day. One of those three. Or four. Three. People are going to, you know, this is literally what Medea said. By the way, I don't know if I'm going to watch that, that Netflix, that Netflix Medea homecoming. I thought they said they were done. Tyler Perry, I don't know what's going on. But I, I'm going to quote anyway. And Medea said this. People are going to talk about you to the day you die. And again, I'm paraphrasing. They're going to talk about you to the day you die. And there's nothing you're going to do about it. You can do about it. But it's not about what they call you. It's about what you answer to. 
and like that always stuck with me. Now, granted, you know, I, you know, I, I feel like every time, especially when I go home, like Medea is always an easy movie to, to kind of like put on because like you know it's like easily like ten o'clock p.m. You know, you chilling. It's like, what do you put on? So yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch Medea, but you know, I, I, it really sticks with me because again, it's so it's so so true, especially in our society where we know that again. We, we we tend to be reactive, and that's not always a bad thing. But what are we gonna do to be proactive as well? Take our reaction and match it to be proactive. You know, to match actions to our words. You know, that's crucial. That that really is crucial, because again, especially when we talk about performative activism, when we talk about fatigue, when we talk about all these elements, when we just react and we don't bring solutions to the table, you know, we're we're basically letting the same process, the cycle where things like discrimination, things like defamatory remarks on college campuses, on everywhere that you can talk about, continue to happen. And, again, we don't see action out of it because we're falling victim to that same cycle. But, again, what are we going to do to address that? But, you know, that that's all I have for today, for this episode. You know, again, we're leading up to Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's going to be pretty exciting. Let me know how y'all think. And we're going to keep pushing. All right, y'all have a great rest of y'all day. Keep y'all heads up and remember one thing: we out here. You already know it, but continue to to push forward and persevere. Yes, indeed.